Hola. Welcome to episode 71 of Word to Your Mama. Word to Your Mama is a podcast about the life of a Latinx mama and the lives of her amazing multicultural tribe, a celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Nabi is our motto. Hosted by me, Ritz P. Segment by the Supernatural Bear, who's nine going on 49. But other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. Today's special guest is Hannah Kim. And, and I want to preface this by saying we've known each other since 2009 or something like that. But you have to know the context of which we met, which we discussed in this episode. It was a time of monikers. Twitter just, you know, we were just heavily starting into Twitter and we kind of just knew every each other by our handles, whether it's our moniker for what we were uh, exhibiting under um, or what we did. So the reason why you'll hear that she's told me multiple times on how to pronounce her name correctly and I am an asshole and kept forgetting is because I don't we I don't. uh think of her like that I think of her as what she does like super cute that was that was her her thing her her company her blog her you know what what she curated under the the shows the booth so it was like super cute so I was not like I was saying you know Hana all the time and, and stuff like that so let me just preface with that also the movie that I mentioned was not the movie with JLo it's the movie with Julia Roberts sleeping with the enemy let me get that correct if you haven't seen it Yes, that is the level of which I am dealing with, um, you know, at home. And then Hannah, I, I, I explained during the episode why I want to have her on. I just want to reiterate that she is a woman of color. She's Korean. Um, she's opened a lot of doors for people, including myself, in a space that was male dominated at the time and especially if there were any women there weren't that many women of color so that's why it was really important I knew that I had her on we had her on the nerd out way back in the days I definitely wanted to have her on word to your mama um I know Colony because of her you know what I'm saying I know Vanessa because of her and just because someone comes goes out of an industry doesn't mean it it doesn't diminish the impact that they had when they were in there so I want to always remember everyone that has impacted my life in especially in positive ways so that's why we got Hannah Kim so let's get into it oh and don't forget after Hannah's section we'll go to the supernatural bear corner and he has a little ditty he has a little ditty that I had no idea he was preparing, and he put it together, and it's amazing. Little engineer. Okay. Next week, I'll, I'll do the green so they can see that I'm not bald, and then I actually have <laughs> some hair. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, let me just, let me start it off by. Sure. When I had Vanessa on here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she was on episode 51, uh, Vanessa Ramirez, a Mexican monster maker. I realized 
We've known each other for a long time, and I've been pronouncing your name incorrectly <laughs> this entire time. I've been saying, Hannah, Hannah. Sorry, I, I just want to apologize face to face and oh, no say worries. that it's Hannah, correct? Yes. Hannah. Yes. So I, I, I will not I will not make that mistake ever again. And I just <laughs> wanted to really just, you know, see you and, and apologize. Because I remember during that episode, she was kept saying like, Hannah, I was like, oh, I was like, damn it. I hate that. I hate that I've been mispronouncing your name. You know what? It's funny because uh, we had this conversation way back when I was at your podcast guest with Lisa B., and um oh the nerd out way back yes, then. Yes, yes, Um, because you guys heard me uh when I logged on and you were like, wait a minute, have yeah. you not told me that I've been saying your name wrong this whole time? And forgot again. That's how terrible I am. That's funny. Cause when I when you know with people, with generally people, when when I miss the window of correction, which you know, sometimes <laughs> I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> when I miss that window, it's like to hell with it. <laughs> I'm like click it. Okay, yeah. fine. Hannah it is. Well, I I've apologize been Hannah for a long time though. Cause that's like, you know, just growing up, I, I think people associate like Hannah was different. Mm-hmm. Um, but they knew Hannah, Hannah and her sisters, Hannah Barbera. <laughs> Hannah Barbera. <laughs> and la- later on, Hannah Montana. Yeah. So <laughs> like even if I corrected people, it didn't stick sometimes. Yeah. And so As it was like exhibit that's A. All right. <laughs> exhibit A and you know. So I just wanted to start it off that way. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for being on. You Like you mentioned, you were on the Nerd Out um, yes. many moons, many, many moons ago. It's and, been a while. And now you're on Word to Your Mama, and I appreciate it. And I wanted to start off, um, you know, tell, little, tell the folks a little bit uh, how we met. I don't remember. It's been so long now. I have no idea. I know it's maybe... It's through the scene of the the art uh, right. designer of vinyls toy scene, but I couldn't place it. I, you know, it's been a really long time. It may have been before I had the blog Super Cute. I think it was before then because um, I was toy blogging for this uh, now defunct toy blog that I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't recall if you reached out to me or vice versa. I just, I remember seeing your art uh, and thinking like, oh, wait a minute, a Latina in the scene. This is different. And so, you know, I checked out your art. I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, And that's how we got to know each other via just, you know, online. And then I probably met you at... Decon, maybe it was Vinyl Toy Network, whatever it was called back then. Yeah. And it's been a while. It's been a really long time, actually. I don't know. I don't know. I, I may have, I, I might know you as maybe as long as I've known Vanessa. And that's been a while, too. Yeah, a long time, right? So I'm thinking because I entered the scene, I think it was like 2009. I think I knew you right when you did because yeah. you did that big custom. Yes. Yes. And if that if that was one of the first things you did, then yeah, definitely for sure I knew you from then. Yeah. So that's been a long time. We've known each other a long time. And, you know, I wanted to get into the the nitty-gritty of where you grew up and how did you venture into the world of curating? Because I think, 
you know, I know you, you don't do that now. So I, that's interesting sure. that it, the evolution of, of, you know, where we're all at now. So I just want to see, like, where did you grow up and how did that, what was the, what was the seed? What was the inception? What was your root? Sure. Um, I, I grew up in LA. I was born in Korea, but I, I grew up in pretty much LA. I'm, I'm one of the few maybe natives, even though I wasn't born there. So my parents moved to the US when I was like 10 months old. And so, you know, we've always lived in Southern California and I, I grew up in LA and in terms of getting involved in the toy scene, I remember when it was like a scene, I remember yeah. when, uh, you know, it was kind of up and coming, people were starting to collect and, and take it a little bit seriously. And it may have been even before there were a lot of vinyl toys hit kid robot or around that same time. And so I, I started to freelance a couple places trying to, you know, get involved. And I wrote a couple of uh, blog posts to cover the scene, but I was really interested in uh, artists who were, you know, women, women of color, didn't really see that too much out there. So I think when I started to go to events, like vinyl it used to be called vinyl toy network i don't know if you remember that yeah and then later <laughs> decon um even san diego comic con it kind of opened up my eyes to like oh, okay so there's others in the scene who you know i'm interested in their voices and and what they're doing and you know um so i, I started my blog super cute and it just started as a blog didn't really have a plan for it started to cover a lot of artists. Um, and then I got the opportunity to uh, curate an art show at, uh, not local to me, but close enough at a little gallery called Leanna Lynn's Wonderland. Um, so, you know, kind of got my feet wet with that and started to curate shows pretty regularly for a couple of years. Um, got to know a lot more people within the local art community. Um, and it was really fun for a really long time. And I really enjoyed myself. And so when you started back then, when we first met, what were you doing professionally? Oh, gosh, I was probably just getting started within the corporate world. Um, so I don't I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you. So I actually started my career as a lawyer. No. Oh, <laughs> so actually, I did go to a law school, um, got my got my degree, you know, passed the bar. And excuse. <laughs> and actually, uh, right when I got my bar results, um, my mom had a seizure and we found out that she had a brain tumor. Mm. And, um, you know, during there was a lot of care involved, um, surgery, recovery. So about a year later, I was ready to hit the job market. But I had this really long gap and a lot of attorneys in the field. Mm. And I, I just couldn't get my foot in the door because, you know, when you're in law school, they tell you, oh, with the law degree, you can do anything like you can do anything with, you know, as soon as you leave. And what you don't learn until your first year is like, oh, wait a minute, you turn around and a lot of your peers have family who are attorneys. Mm. They have family who are in government. They have a, a step into that world. Yeah. And then you realize you really have to be the top of your class to really get a good summer job. 
And, you know, if you don't get your first good summer job after the first year, it gets harder and harder. Mm. And so I didn't realize that reality until my second year. And by then I was thinking like, I don't think I really fit this lifestyle. Mm. But I was already two years in. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I got one more year to go. Do I bail now or just just get it done? So, I, you know, I opted to move forward. So anyway, I kind of did temp jobs for a little bit. Um, wasn't really sustainable because I was still taking care of my mom. And I decided like I went to college um, and I had I got my English lit degree and I always wanted to be a writer. So started freelance writing, freelance editing still wasn't sustainable. Um, and then my boyfriend, now husband, um, he, he said his sister worked at this company and she was looking for like a writer. Oh, there's some kind of writer job there. And I was like, well, what does she do? And he was like, I don't know. And he said, <laughs> I was like, well, what does the company do? And he said, no, I don't know. She's just been there forever. So she's been there forever. It must be good. Right. I was like, okay. <laughs> So anyway, that was my first venture into the corporate world because I was career switching. I like entered like at like an assistant level. So I was a communications assistant and that's how I got into the insurance industry. Um, No one gets into insurance thinking they're going to stay a while. (laughs) You know, (laughs) all all my peers were like, oh yeah, you know, they were doing other stuff and they kind of fell into it. Um, So every time I got ready to leave, for something else, like a, like a promotion would come up or they would change my job role and give me more money. So I, I ended up staying for like 12 years. Wow. That's crazy because that's what we talk about every time on here, the nonlinear career path. And I think mm-hmm. that is something that we don't talk about often. Um, you know, being a child of immigrants, uh, yeah. kind of, you know, resorting to your own discovery research knowledge especially if you don't have any good uh you know school counselors to help you with even the process of get what do you do to even get into college you know what i mean Uh and then you know especially for certain professions like being a lawyer like being something like that in finance or something else you know these other um families these other students that are you know legacy to get into yeah. places you know and it's like uh there's kind of going through the motions it's already set yep. up da, 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 da. they don't even have to think about it it's been told they've been told that this is the way this is the process but right. for immigrant children we don't know that right and, oh that and- was a rude awakening <laughs> like as soon as i got i started so basically, you know, they split you incoming law students, you're kind of split up into like a first year class that about 90 students. And then, you know, you're with the same classes with the first year throughout the first year. And then you kind of venture out of your first year group in the second and third year. I didn't realize how many of them were related to attorneys. Um, I worked with one or um, I went to school with one dude and I forget what state it was, but he was worried about, you know, post-grad job offers. And then in the conversation, he dropped that his dad was like a governor somewhere. I'm like, what the hell are you worry about? <laughs> no worries there. No worries yeah. there. Yeah, that's crazy. And all, what's also crazy and why I love doing what this podcast, how it's different from my other two is, 
is that, um, you know, uh, we've known each other a long time. There's, I just always worked, you know, since 2006, before I got into the scene, I worked for myself. Uh-huh. So we never had conversations with people in the scene, like necessarily, like, what do you do besides what we see you do here? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I just was like curator, you know, curator. Yeah, you had sure. your own super cute, like. That's all right. I that's all I thought of. So it's fascinating to hear, <laughs> you know, because I, I know now because, you know, we follow each other and, yeah. you know, the you know how you are on, you know, social media, which I'm going to ask you about as well, is, um, you know, I was like, oh, she's in the corporate world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. she, oh, she manages people. She works yeah, with people yeah. like, you know, but, yeah. but other than that, you know, I was just, oh, she, you know, she, and then because I know you and I've seen the evolution of, you know, sure. you going to curate and then you moving on um, for a little bit that w- the one blog, the last blog. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you're where you're doing now. But I wanted to have you on because you are a very important part of my journey. Um, oh, well, thank you. Within the scene, because, uh, you know, I my struggle had always been my art was kind of always dark. And I think that's why a lot of mm-hmm. people assumed that I was a dude. Um, and I don't have like a cute cuteness. I love sure. it, but I don't I don't come out and I can't create cute. It's not my thing. But sure. you you saw me. You saw yeah. me and you've asked me to, you know, to participate in some shows where I was like, oh, I can, you know, she sees that I can be a part of this somehow. I'm not that right. dark. I'm not, you know, and I really appreciate that. And you've also, <clears throat> excuse me, helped me connect to you know, other females, whether they're artists or like Colin Eve had her on before, mm-hmm. you know, just great. Good people know good people. And, I think so. And I just wanted to, you know, you know, have you on because to, to appreciate you and give you roses now and just say that, you know, <laughs> Thank you. I, it, it's dope that we've met such a long time ago in a predominantly male, do, you know, a dominant, yeah. dominant scene. Um, and, you know. It's great to see Vanessa, you know, not only surviving, but thriving and you she's, know, she's crushing it. She's doing amazing things. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think we all evolved in whatever way we needed to for the way our life is. And um, yeah, so that's why it's I, I was like, I got to have her on at some point. So thank you so much for for being here. Oh, thank um, you. I wanted to ask you. Is Korean Han real? Oh, yeah, that's real. <laughs> and can that you tell the real. folks what it is? Because I always tell people the supernatural bear, because he's part Korean, part Mexican, and part black. Right. He, he Just with the Korean and Mexican part, he got the Mexican rage and got Korean Han. It's, it's this combination of rage, <laughs> despair, Mm, cynical mm. look at the world mm. um there's a reason that a lot of korean cinema is obsessed with revenge yeah because vengeance for days yeah if you come at me i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna make sure your family's miserable <laughs> i'm gonna make sure my children hate your children <laughs> and so forth it goes down generations. love it and i don't i don't think people realize that so my mom's a child of the korean war mm. it's not that you know it's not war time is not that far away no. um you know same for vietnamese immigrants who, who've come here 
but you know she grew up she was like a baby during the korean war she i don't know if this is real but she told me the story where i guess bombs you know burst out in her in where she was sit, living in her in her city and she had several siblings and she was just a, a, a baby she was like an infant and so they had to evacuate and her her dad apparently told her mom to to leave her like we can't carry a baby mm. when we're escaping and she already she always carried that with her that's also han so yeah. i guess you know in a way it's it's a uh, now we have a fancy term for it tr- oh. generational trauma Gener- oh yeah, yeah. generational <laughs> we all know trauma that, but there's this korean thing <laughs> but this is like on a molecular level this is like epigenetics yeah. like before anyone before the term even was there before the studies and the yes. and, and the research was there it's korean han is epigenetics like it is our country because this is how i found out about it um the supernatural was little and he had all the he was a baby he had all this aggression i was like ah oh, mexican rage and yeah and, yeah, yeah. And rock is like what's that I go oh you know we go crazy because we've been wronged we've always been wronged right. and then i was like but there's something else this is something else I don't know how I just looked it up and then it was Korean Han. I was like, what the? I was like, did you yeah. know about Korean? He's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, this is what it is. It's yeah. Korean Han. And, and when I looked it up, it said, you know, just because exactly generational trauma, but the, if, if you're not knowing, look up the history of yes. what Korea has been through. Yep. Generations how, of colonialism, oppression. Chinese, Japanese, yep. like yep. everyone fucked up. The, the, the gist of it is everybody fucked them up. Yep. <laughs> you know conquered them and fucked them up and they, they it's been in their epigenetics it's been, it's on a molecular level and i was just like okay and then it's funny because right after that i think i saw like dumbfounded or somebody okay. talk about korean han and i was like yes i was like it's so fucking real and then you yeah. mix it with the mexican rage it's another level it's another yeah, level yeah. over here you know, um, so thank you for, uh, you know, confirming that Korea. Oh, it's real. It, it's definitely real. real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. Um, you know what? And I also think if you think about it, I also think that's why Koreans and Mexicans, when we get down to it, we get along so well. Oh, right? we, we have a lot of commonalities. Um, right. Family roots. Um, Drink, professional know, drinkers, professional drinkers, partiers, <laughs> Part- but also partiers. holding really long grudges oh, for days. <laughs> day. You know, there are people on my list who are on my list, and I don't even remember why. <laughs> I, I don't know what the, the the actual starting point was, but I don't care. But they're there. They're there they're for there. a reason, and they're going to stay there. The reason, but they're going to stay there. Exactly. They're gonna stay there. It's like exactly. you know, I don't, I don't believe in the whole forgive and forget. I'm not gonna forget. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, next question. Uh, next topic. I wanted. Uh, I made notes. I was like, I go. I gotta ask her about these specific things. Um, sure. how do you? How are you able? Uh, and I won't give too much away. But how are you able to keep your social medias? separate so that people that you work with don't find you out oh that's funny um so i'm in marketing i i I do marketing for an insurance company i've done marketing for a really long time and a lot of that is digital marketing so i've done a lot of social media marketing and, and things like that 
I make it seem like I don't, I'm not on social. <laughs> I love that. I preemptively have blocked every coworker that I've ever worked with. If they were on social, if they mentioned that they were somewhere on social, because they, they never know to hide their name. So it's a version, you know, it's very easy to find. And you find one and I find all of them. <laughs> they're all I've connected. actually blocked family members of people I work with. <laughs> If I see you have a cousin like wandering around with like a baby and they're on social, I'm, I block them. Blocked. <laughs> yeah. So, and then also Twitter is a unique social media platform. People are either down with it or they're not. And yeah. they, pe- I rarely meet people who dabble with Twitter or use it for like news or so. So they're either in it or not. And so I can tell by conversation if I need to search them out and block them. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't, I don't know if you noticed uh, recently, like within the last day or so, I actually changed my social handles um, on Instagram and Twitter to match my first name and my married last name. Oh. So my married last name is Revia. Um, and, you know, it, it's like, it's my secret name because I haven't changed it legally. Me neither. So, so people know me by my government name. <laughs> So again, no one will ever find me. <laughs> nice, nice. And if they did, um, I think I hide enough or I, I kind of hide stories enough to to not get sued. Nice. You know, that's where being an attorney is helpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, and no one's ever going to be able to screenshot, you know, what I say and, and, and bring it to HR or try to sue me. I love it because it's been for years, you know, I just see it and I was like, oh, man, she must be real good. She must know. She must have an inside scoop on how she's keeping this separate because. Yeah, because um, I I actually saw the other side where people would add co- co-workers is fine. When, when you when you and your manager add each other, I think that's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I just think that's a boundary. And yeah. so. You know, I would flat out tell people I work with, oh, I don't do social media. If you see someone who looks like me, it's probably fake, you know, so <laughs> so stay away from it. You might get hacked. You might get your shit hacked on Facebook. <laughs> nice. Keep it. Give them the warnings. Let them know not to fuck around and find out. Amazing. That's right. Hilarious. Now, the next thing is is very dear, near and dear to me. Do you want to support original content that supports diverse voices? Why not support Word to Your Mama? You're listening to it right now. Become a patron. Head over to patreon.com slash WTYM. There are four patron levels to choose from, including Good Looking Out, I'm Down, Hell Yeah, and Please Believe It. Benefits include patron shoutouts, exclusive patron-only content, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash WTYM to take your support to the next level. Gracias. And I feel that you understand my pain. Then let's okay. talk about the war of the sexes when it comes to dishwasher loading. <laughs> so i believe you're referring (laughs) to something i posted on social so the other day i was i opened where we keep our dishes and 
So it drives me crazy when like the dish shapes are not stacked correctly. So mm -hmm. I need the square Tupperwares to be stacked with the squares to of save course. space, you know, the circles with the circles. And I opened it up and I said, I told Roger, my husband, I said, oh, I hate the way you put away dishes. <laughs> And he turned back right away and he was like, well, it's not as chaotic as how you load the dishwasher. <laughs> and then I was like, well, what's wrong with it? So we had like a 10 minute argument about who has a superior dish loading system where he was like, well, I load it so that it's easiest to take out. You just kind of just jam everything together. And I said, I load it for maximum cleanage. <laughs> Okay, I need all the areas to get clean. So I don't like it stacked like horizontally. I need it to be a little lean so that it gets the maximum of the hot spray. And, you know, I think it probably, our conversation probably deteriorated to one of us calling the other crazy or maybe both. <laughs> and then both just walking away. Yeah, um. and but my, my post really resonated because a bunch of people replied was like, oh, I hate that. Everybody. The way and it's it's the way you put dishes away, but especially the dishwasher. Like mm -hmm. I, it's been years now, and it's never I've never met a couple that agree that they like they both do a decent job putting in the dishwasher. And also, this is how I know that Rocky doesn't like the way I put the dishes in the dishwasher because you know I'll do the lunch, he'll do dinner. He'll, oh, I'll cool. hear him. I can auto. I, I, <laughs> I can hear him opening up the dishwasher rack and going. <sighs> and I go. I go. I go. What and what? <laughs> like, yeah, what is yeah. the problem? You know. And so before this conversation, I was telling him about your post, and I was like, "But what?" Like he was doing it at the time, and I was like, right. "So what is the situation?" Because where you put the cups is where I put the cups and da 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 and he uh -huh. was like well see this he's like it should be this way like like minute like minuscule little things oh we can't we can't agree on which way to tilt the bowls exactly <laughs> and that's what we were I was like the 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 things are slanted this way so you need to put it with the the slant with the slant and he was like no it's against the slant and like <laughs> And, but you're right because the fundamentally we put like plates at the bottom cups on top you know like the the fundamentals we agree on it's the little yeah. things where when you when you start to pile on things or whatever yeah. yes it, it, the fundamental and, and i tell him i was like it's not like we would go to such and such house i go it's just random chaos especially when right. it comes to the to the utensils i was like because he you know he's like <laughs> I'm organized, but he's like, um, I always say, what was that? Remember that one J-Lo movie? Uh, and her husband was abusive. Oh, yeah, I know each other, but I don't, I don't remember the Something of a stranger, of... living with yeah. a stranger or something like that. Okay, okay. And he was like super, super anal and all the mm -hmm. cans had to be facing and all the towels. He's that. He's that level. Like, I'm pretty anal. He's like psychotic level so i was like but i don't put like random i don't put random utensils in random containers i gotta right. put the spoons with the spoons yeah, and the yeah, forks yeah. with the forks and he's like oh but there's different types of knives and i put those together oh and i was like forget i walked around <laughs> i was like, forget it <laughs> no mine is mine is about like the maximum disinfect disinfecting potential because we're both like really 
anal about dishes as well. So we we actually wash them pretty well before we put them in the dishwasher. So do we. Everyone yeah. hates us. Everyone yeah, hates we, us. Yeah, we wash them. Well, I remember going to um, one of his friend's houses and I think they did it the other way because I opened the dishwasher and put something away and I almost like threw up because it stank. <laughs> and they were like, are you okay? I was like, oh, bye. <laughs> We, we, you know, we, we scrub our dishes pretty well and, and kind of use the dishwasher for like a disinfectant because it's yeah. so hot. Same, um, same. But it's like, I still wanted to get the maximum area cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Mar- couple life. Uh, yes, co- yes. Cohabitation, married life. Amazing. Absolutely. Okay, Hannah, let's get into comments, questions and comments from the audience. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Um, do you give people a second chance at a first impression? <laughs> um, yes, I have not often, but uh someone uh tweeted this earlier about like what's the weirdest experience or most awkward experience you had at a comic convention. And I, I messaged Vanessa and I said, Hey, it was that time I met you in Decon and you were really fucking weird. <laughs> I almost wrote you off. <laughs> I think she may have mentioned this story on, on her episode, she but did. yeah, like, you know, she was, we like got along really well on Twitter and she had like this, you know, vivacious, you know, but sarcastic personality. So I walked up like, Hey, you know, I was all excited. And she kind of just gave me the stone face look. And I didn't, I didn't read it as being awkward. I thought she was being kind of a bitch. Yeah. And, um, I was like, oh, that's weird. And so I, I walked away and I found Roger and I said, hey, uh, uh, Vanessa, the girl that I'm always talking to is over there, but she's kind of being really cold to me. I was like, you want to go say hi? And he was like, no, fuck her. And we walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, you know, we, we did the standard like, hey, we'll come back to your booth. Not, you know, knowing that we're not going to come back. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Maybe she had an off day or maybe she was shy or whatever. And so I reached out to her it's a, and I think I invited her to a show or something. And, um, you know, the, I realized like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. She's just kind of really introverted, which I'm introverted too, but I'm just not really fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can manage, but uh, so we were laughing about it today because, you know, she made, she, it made me think about it. Hilarious. And, and it's funny because that question is from her. She also asked, she said, if you want to hear her laugh, ask her if she believes in karma. Oh my God. So we have a running, karma is real. So whatever energy you put out, it's going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa has experienced ditch karma. <laughs> what do you mean by <laughs> ditch karma? We were walking one day. Um, and, you know, I think we were we had had lunch with her, her and her, her sister and we were kind of walking back to the car and she was talking shit as usual. And I said I was walking and I looked down and I was like, hey, watch out for that ditch. And she she didn't hear me or she ignored me. <laughs> so she, she kind of like fell into this hole into the ground like, like and, and like, like she didn't like roll her ankle or anything, but she was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I was like, I warned you, a. B, that's what you get for talking shit. And I was like, karma's real. Ditch karma. A specific so we, type of karma. It's a specific type of karma. And 
Roger and I, we, we get each other all the time because we're always talking shit. And so, you know, if I, if I, you know, I, I told him the other day, oh, I, 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 uh, I pierced my hand, like opening up this most stupidest package of nuts. Like I didn't realize the foil was that sharp and I actually got a cut and he goes, ah, that's karma for whatever shit you were talking the other day. I was like, what shit? And he was like, you were talking some shit. I don't remember, but <laughs> so yes, karma is definitely real. That is correct. Karma is real. Uh, okay, the next one. What hood ass slash poverty food or snack from your childhood do you still eat today? Oh, what don't I eat from my childhood? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's a couple things. Um, Sapporo Ichiban ramen. Oh yeah, that's yeah. like I think I have like a couple packs in the in the cupboard right now. Spam. I'll still fuck with spam and rice. <laughs> Um, once in a while I'll, I'll cave and I'll get like, I like really good mac and cheese, like, especially like homemade. Um, but I'll get that craft box stuff. <laughs> if I wasn't lactose, I'd, if I wasn't lactose, all of a sudden I, I, I would eat that. That was my favorite shit. Yeah. Craft. Yeah, for sure. Like it, craft. it makes you feel like, you know, safe. <laughs> yeah. I'll eat the whole box by myself. By myself. Yeah. Back in the days I would eat it with, if there wasn't any fresh, um, salsa that my mom made fresh chile i'd eat it with paste picana sauce oh i I used to you know what i i ate paste for a really long time until i met actual mexicans and i was like oh okay (laughs) yeah easy from the jar um okay that question was from your significant other the guy who complains about your dish um you know dishwasher uh situation um, and then also one last one. What does your playlist look like for a long car ride? You know, for a long time, I was, uh, I had the Encanto soundtrack <laughs> playing, but I realized a lot of songs just made me sad. And oh. so I was on the freeway once and I was just full on weeping while oh. driving. <laughs> and I'm looking, you know, my glasses are getting foggy and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking for tissue, but, uh, my default for the longest time has been the, the Hamilton, uh, Broadway soundtrack. Oh, nice. I, I love full, Ham- you, no skips, no, no skips. I like wow. to listen to it in progression. Um, and that's, that's still like my default when I don't know what to listen to. Okay. So let me ask you this, and it might come up when if you listen to this episode when it comes out what is your favorite Hamilton song hmm I do like all of them but I I think I like Alexander Hamilton most of all the first track (laughs) and then what's your favorite Encanto song Encanto song I have, um, you know, of course, we don't talk about Bruno in my head, but I really like Surface Pressure with Louisa. Okay. All right. That That's one that's, and it, it's really cute because, uh, so we have nieces, twin nieces, they're four right now, and then they have a little brother who are two, and that's all they listen to in Kanto. <laughs> so like all day, every day, seven in the morning, after dinner. And it's really cute because it, it's it's really stuck with them. And and you know a, a movie soundtrack's good when little kids start trying to sing to it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when adults, when adults yeah, are saying it absolutely. and it's like in your head and stuff like that. Okay. That question was also from your significant other that has an issue with the dishes. <laughs> so now let's get into the not so rapid fire questions, the AKA slow as hell question. First right. one <clears throat> questions. First one, three words to describe yourself. Direct. Mm. Fearless. Mm -hmm. Honest. CCC, I concur. Okay. What's the best piece of advice you've received? The best piece of advice I've actually, you know what? Maybe it's not received directly, but I was talking to a colleague and she really likes Brene Brown too. Mm. And we were talking about how important clear is kind is. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think about that a lot because I, I do manage staff. And I think the hardest part of a corporate job is not the nuts and bolts of it. It's, it's managing people and mm -hmm. relationships. And I, I, don't, I think that soft skills are really underrated. Mm -hmm. And I always try to make sure that I'm very clear about what my expectations are. I always tell my staff, like, you don't have to guess with me. I'm going to tell you what I don't like. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what you did wrong, but I'm also going to help you. So clear is kind that sticks out to me um, on a daily. Yeah, love that. So, so the gist here as well is just like when we talked, when I talked to Vanessa, you also are of the, we fucks with Brennan Brown heavy. I didn't realize that you both did until the podcast episode. And I texted her right away. I was like, oh, you like Brittany Brown too? Because she really, um, you know, Dare to Lead really opened a lot of, you know, it opened a lot of opportunities for me because I was thinking like, oh, okay, I could, I could actually apply this mm. to my career. Because I was, you know, I was kind of wavering with my career for a little bit. I didn't know if I wanted to do something else. I didn't know. Um, you know, there are periods of time where it's like, I don't know how I want to advance further, you know, what I want to do, but I, I really, that really resonated with me, that book in particular. And I do listen to some of her, her, uh, podcast. There's a two part, um, her dear to lead podcast episodes with, um, the gentleman who did atomic habits. And those, those two episodes are really good because they, they were talking about how habits, you know, you can build upon them. And um, I actually got his book as a result of the podcast. But yeah, I really like I'll check that her style. Um, I like what she has to say. And I just feel like she comes across as genuine. Yeah, genuine. And I, like we mentioned before, she's, uh, for me, the right <laughs> mix of a little bit of woo-woo, yeah. a lot of research. And a lot of just fucking honesty, mm -hmm. authenticity. And yeah. I think it's because she's from Texas and yeah. she cusses like a sailor uh, <laughs> and like me. Like, do you know what I mean? Have you started her new one, Atlas of the Heart, yet? No, I haven't gotten that one yet. And I also have on my Kindle um, a couple of the ones that Vanessa and you talked about. Mm, no CCC. So, yeah. yeah so let I me know about one. that. Yeah. I just started um, Atlas of the Heart. And with her, because she reads her own stuff, mm -hmm. I, I love it because then it's not really, I feel like she's just talking to me, like, you know, like right. her podcast. Mm -hmm. And what's great for those who are interested 
I, I listened to a little bit of her t- with talk to her sisters about this and I had to stop it because it was like spoilers. Uh-huh. But this is a different book because there's a lot of visuals and worksheets and stuff inside okay. of it. But uh-huh. if you get the audio, she's dope enough to also include a PDF of the entire book. Oh, cool. So it has the worksheets, it has the visuals, all the things that they worked really, really hard on. So that's just a little FYI. Okay, next one. What is the song that your go-to song to get you hyped when you need it? Um, what kind of hype? Like, am I trying to fight someone or again <laughs> that Korean Korean Han. the Korean Han? Sure, or, or it could be like, oh, you're you know you got a presentation or or you know you you um you're not motivated to get started on a project. There's different different ones. I know everyone has different possibly different songs for different occasions but like maybe your most recent time you're like oh, i need this i'm gonna put this on um you know this kind of sound corny but or maybe not the the most interesting hype song but i i love radiohead's everything in its right place Mm-mm-mm. when i hear the first chord and then it's like I'm like, oh, yeah, everything is in its right place. <laughs> so that would be my my hype hype song. Love it. That that goes with the dish the dishes situation, I think too. Um, <laughs> that would be a great addition to. I'll have a link as always. The Word to Your Mama guest hype song playlist. So every hype song anyone's ever mentioned on this show is in one place, and we okay. go we run the gamut. So. Final question, Hannah. What will be your legacy? Well, I hope that I think I'm still forging that. Mm. I'm at that stage of my, I, you know, I always joke with my friends, I have a midlife crisis every couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would like my legacy to be that I helped open doors for people. Oh, please that I help give them opportunities. Um, I don't think there's a lot of us out there, you know, women of color forging their own path or, you know, playing, playing with in a man's field. Yeah. In, in my industry, you know, I'm one of the few women, I'm definitely one of the few women of color and it's, I'm never a shrinking violet. So I want them to remember like, oh, okay. The Asian American female is not like, you know, very quiet. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I can't Break, mess with her. Breaking down the stereotypes. Right. And I hope that is part of my legacy because I don't want to just do it for me. Mm. I, I do think it's important for, like you said, bring up the other path, the future generations who may not have those family connections. because. Mm. To me, all of us, children of immigrants, like we're, we're all the connection. Yeah. And I, I like to see us do that, bring us each other up other than, you know, because I see people do it anyway. Yeah. Using the family connections, using the inroads. And, you know, I, I want us to do that too. Exactly. And, <clears throat> and, you know, just to... If, if, if when we think about people of color and just the fucking amount of time and energy that has been spent 
to try to keep us separated, to right. try to keep us down, to try to keep us uh, ill-informed. You know, uh, I just try to rem to remind people, to try to remind myself and try to remind others if another group within the people of color wins, it's a win for us. Right. And vice versa. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the Koreans yeah. are winning, the, especially like, what was it? Last year, two years ago, like just killing it in the, the film scene, you know, the, the, right. the it's like, that's a win for them. It's a win for us. I'm not a hater. That's a win. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, you, you know, when, when Shang-Chi uh, was all, had getting all that success, like, obviously I'm not Chinese, but it's like, yeah, I'm happy for everyone in that movie, except Aquafina, cause fuck her. But <laughs> But you know, I'm 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 happy everyone else is getting that Marvel money. You know, exactly. I, I totally see that. It's a win. It's a it's a it's an opening of a door. And like you know, especially I just said I think recently, you know, uh, the the African American community, the Black community, has been opening so many doors for everybody else that we don't recognize it as much. And right. so when I see them winning, it's like, that's a fucking huge win for them, but it, a win for us as well. But I want them to continue winning. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah, I feel absolutely. like, you know, just all around, like, let's fucking unite and scare these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I live in Arizona now, and it's the first time I've ever worked anywhere where they actually don't take Martin Luther Jr. King. Oh, my God. <laughs> Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. Day off. And I was looking at the holiday calendar and I was like, hey, is this a mistake? And they're like, oh no, we don't do that. They don't only do that out here. And I was oh, like, that's that. I'm going to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> so I did take it off and I explained to my staff why I'm taking it off. That's and good. See? Because like, <laughs> it, exactly. it was just really, it's a very bizarre cultural shift here. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Arizona's are, now? A year? Uh, I've been here since June. So we've, we moved here last June. So not, not even a year, not even a year. Wow. That's crazy. Um, well, Hannah, thank you so much for being on uh, another one of my podcasts. I appreciate <laughs> it. But I feel like this time we got to talk on a slightly different, you know, topics and, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate what you're doing your legacy has already begun you've touched people that's one of the reasons why you know i i am still still you know friends with you but also the, the reason why i wanted you on here so i have no doubt that you have impacted many people's lives whether you know it or not and i am glad that you are here well thank you i appreciate the opportunity and it's always great to catch up with you thank you And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, everyone. I am the SNB, and today for the SNB Corner, we have a special thing that I made. Um, and for this episode, for Miss Hana, um, I made a little thing from Encanto. Now, I think Encanto is one of the best Disney Pixar movies or Disney movies that has ever Disneyed in the history of Disney. 
<laughs> which is over fi- which is over 50 years let me remind you been doing it since the 30s so by 2030 it would be 100 years of disney that's a lot of years of disney um but anyway getting back to the point um miss hana was is a very big encanto fan so i thought it would be cool if i just did this and as soon as I finished watching the movie, I was like, I want to get some of that. Ooh, that, uh, we don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 something like that. So after a couple of days, I finally finished it. So here it is. Peace. Seven foolish frame rats along his back. When he calls your name, it all fades to black. Yeah, he sees your dreams and feasts on your screams. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. He told me my fish will die the next day. Dead. No, no. He told me my girl would go. And just like he said, he no, said no. that all my hair would disappear I'm like at my head. Hey, your fate is still and your prophecy is red. Um, Bruno. So about that, Bruno. I really need to know about Bruno. Give me the truth and the whole truth, Bruno. Isabella, your boyfriend's here. Time for dinner. Seven it was my wedding day. There it is, folks. Uh, episode 71 of Word to Your Mama. Um, how crazy is that multi-level track that the supernatural bear, who's nine, by the way. Let me remind you, he is nine. I he, he, he asked me to show him once one or two things, uh, what to do on GarageBand. And I just showed him. It was like simple things like how to do, how to put, open a new track or something like that. Nothing like this. So one day uh, he just comes and he's like, oh, I, I recorded a song. Do you want to hear it? And I was like, sure, of course. Right. He always does like little memos or da da da. But then he brings this and he's like doing the background vocals and the ad libs and stuff. Like what? These kids these days, man, the supernatural bear. I love him. He's crazy. And he's mine. He's mine. Um, but yeah, Hannah, Hannah Kim. See, almost, he almost messed up. Hannah Kim, we are what we call rage sisters, right? Mexican rage, Korean Han, the supernatural bear has both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, if you want to email, go ahead to do so at ola at wordtoyourmama.com. 
Mama M A M A. And, you know, you got your Patreon, you got your donate directly, you got your buy us a whiskey, you got your buy something from the store. You know, people are starting to go out a little bit. Some are going crazy, but maybe you need, you know, an, a cool enamel pin for your for your jacket, for your tote. You know what I'm saying? It looks great on the pocket of your jean jacket. That's how I rock them. So, yeah, peruse that. Also, a free way to support is tell your folks, tell your peeps, and tell your friends. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. Intro Beat, produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know anything about Word to Your Mama, including Media Kit, go to wordtoyourmama.com. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by ritzyperiwinkle.com.